Hey guys and welcome, David Reed here, CX Specialist from Be All Ears, bringing you the Be What You Should Be customer-centric podcast. With a focus on Central Eastern Europe, we discuss local and global trends in customer and employee experience. Real tips with real experiences from real professionals, helping you to be what you should be. Be sure to follow us at BeWhatYouShouldBe.com for our podcast and event updates. You may also like to take a look at BeAllEars.net for other customer experience services. Hi guys and welcome to another show of Be What You Should Be. Today we're joined by Stephen McGuigan, who is a Senior Director for European Customer Services at Monster.com. Monster.com are a tech company who are a global provider of recruitment solutions. Today, Stephen will talk about how Monster.com established a center of excellence in Brno, Czech Republic to help evolve their customer experience. He will take us through the journey that they have encountered and how they now approach customer experience within their workplace. He will also touch base around the importance of putting employees first and what you can gain by doing that, as well as he will provide his top three tips for customer experience greatness. So Stephen, welcome to the show. Hi, David. Yep, pleasure to be here on the Beal Ears podcast. Thank you very much. So maybe you could start by telling me a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, from the accent, you can tell I'm originally from Scotland. Uh, my name is Steve McGuigan, but I've been living in Brno in the Czech Republic for now coming on 11 years. So uh, quite a long time, over a decade in the Central and Eastern Europe region. And, you know, that's absolutely given me a, a great understanding of how CX, which is obviously the topic we're here to speak about today, you know, has evolved in this region. My journey in Czech Republic um, actually began with Monster. Yeah, the, the company I'm still with today. Uh, originally, I was working with Monster um, back in the UK. But then at that point, we made a strategic decision to take our customer service teams, who were at that point based in all of the countries and different offices, very spread over, disconnected, although, yeah, we were under the same organization. Um, but there weren't a lot of synergies. So we recognized that there was an opportunity in uh, uh, the vision of a center of excellence. We looked about, yeah, we looked at a lot of different locations. Um, obviously, you're wanting to, to, to make sure that the, the boxes are ticked before you commit to such a strategic decision, such as a, a, an in-house, an, an insourcing effort. But eventually, yep, we settled on Brno as our location. That was in 2008. And yeah, so, so it's, we're now into our uh, 11th year um, uh, as being part of the, the Brno uh, family. Absolutely. So I know from personal, um, obviously for those that will check me out, that you will know that I did used to work for Monster, a very great company. I was there for four years. A lot of changes were made within that time and it's very positive changes. And I know that Monster is, is obviously one of the well-recognized companies to work for within Brno in Czech Republic. Uh, people speak very highly and I, I think that goes down to obviously your own expertise and, and leading the show there. So just uh, well done really from my side um, and thank you for continuing that drive. So it's, it's still evident um, that you obviously being what you should be, a little pun there intended, to ensure that, you know, the employees have the best experience. And I suppose that's where it, it comes on to employee experience and customer experience are very much interlinked. So yeah. how do you see that fit in and, and what, how would you, I suppose, define customer experience for yourself on a personal level as well as a professional level? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so just to kind of bridge a little bit. 
Um, there is absolutely, in my opinion, you know, it's extremely difficult. I won't say impossible. Nothing is impossible if you're willing to put the right amount of effort into making it happen. But it's extremely difficult to achieve any sort of customer experience goals without first having employee experience at the forefront of your mind. Uh, so, so everything that you're doing, any any strategy that you're following, any goals, short term, long term, you know, you absolutely need to have uh, your team at the forefront of your mind. Um, they need to be the cornerstone of any plan in order for it to succeed. And that's through any areas and aspects of, uh, of the customer experience journey. Okay, thank you. And from a, a personal level, how would you say customer experience, I suppose, has changed over the 11 years that you've been in the Czech Republic? What, what have you seen? I think, uh, I think the monster story is probably, yeah, quite a lot of companies could relate to that. So when we set up, the centre in Brno. Yeah, we had the vision of being a centre of excellence. We began by bringing in back office tasks. Um, so you're yeah, looking at our order management, our order processing. Um, then we moved into the low hanging fruits around uh, customer interactions, so our customer service teams. And through those first years, I think we, we were doing what you can call customer service. It was inbound, reactive, transactional customer customer service and then you know first of all you need to establish a team of course there was teething problems at the beginning um, but you know over a course of time when you're committing to what you believe in is your quality your ethos around what you want that customer experience to be you know you do gradually see your measurements such as your customer satisfaction your NPS um, increase you know and, and that builds momentum um, so you know we used that momentum in the first four or five years yeah it was I would say more predominantly customer service um, then we we realized that there was a, a bigger responsibility on us as a team to contribute to Monster uh, as a company um, and not just to deal with what was coming to us, but also to somehow um, give back, represent a larger voice and the voice of the customer back into the company. Um, you know, we were dealing with quite a high amount of volume, uh, a lot of volume coming through. It was over the phone, it was the email, we had some chat running. But then, of course, you know, we had our customer surveys um, and then you're getting a lot of verbatim through there. So and not to mention the expertise of your employees themselves, you know, who are the knowledge experts on both your products and, and process. There was a lot of account management back in the day, and I'm pretty sure that that's still predominantly there, given that you guys are obviously selling solutions to enhance the recruitment and get the best candidates for your clients. So how have you seen that maybe model change retrospectively of having people, I suppose, on the ground in the countries and you've moved everything into here? And I would say you're hiring a lot of employees from different nationalities with various different backgrounds. What's changed in that model to allow you to really, I suppose, combine customer service and the customer success into improving the customer experience. Mm -hmm. So I think also the evolution of Monster, you know, as a company. So, you know, for those who don't know Monster so well, um, we're a, a tech company, essentially, providing uh, solutions to the recruitment industry. We've got your stereotypical, your typical job board there, but we're also, in, we have moved into more of a solutions world um, where it's not just about, you know, posting a job or searching a, a resume database, um, but we're also looking at, you know, uh, other solutions, for example, around employer branding. We've got a new product out there, Monster Studios. It's a way to personalize your job ad by bringing video in there. So yeah, it's more of an employer branding experience. But so with that evolution of Monster, there was also an evolution of how we needed to uh, support our customers. You know, as they're going through this transition of products and we're, we're, you know, we're encouraging customers to move with the industry, to move with the times, you know, we as a support team also 
had to do that. Um, and, and Monster as well, you know, we've, we have, we do have our, our sales organization where a lot of the account management is happening. So what was absolutely key throughout all points over the past 11 years of setting up, establishing and then running with Brno was that we maintained that strong relationship with our sales colleagues. Because as everybody knows, you know, well, my, my view on customer experience is it's the sum of all parts. Yeah, it's, it's customer service, it's customer care. Yeah, customer service for me is more yeah, inbound transactional. As I mentioned, customer care is doing that, but it's the handholding, seeing things through a little bit more through resolution, taking that little bit of extra care and attention to the customer, making them feel more wanted into an evolution then of customer success, um, which for me is weighted a little bit more on adoption. Yeah, so you've got these kind of success measurements. You've got maybe a life cycle for the customer with you know key strategic uh, points of contact throughout there and specific actions that you will take to, to monitor whether it's implementation, training, usage, performance. And then moving on to, if we take one step further, you're starting to talk about now this customer experience realm. Big jump between the service care and support into experience though is that generally speaking, service care and support are within the kind of responsibilities of a customer service, customer support team. When you're moving into customer experience, you're then, it's a whole new ball game in terms of developing relationships and having solid foundations of information sharing, communication, feedback with yeah, your account management team, with your sales teams, with your product teams, your technology teams, your marketing teams, um, and as well as making sure that there's a clear understanding of who's going to be doing what at which stage in the customer's entire experience because that's that is essentially yeah what it is it's not just about you know when the customer needs some help they're going to call up you know can you reset my password no it's uh, from the moment they even think about typing your website url in um, that that experience is already is already beginning and some can argue actually that it's already began you know with the marketing elements in order to to position your url yeah and that's uh, why i was going to say i think and to elude maybe just to to concretely put across what you've said. So what you're looking at more is the customer journey management in element from the moment that, as you said, the marketing campaigns go out. So the mm -hmm. moment that they see this monster brand, what it's all about, and then piecing the puzzle so that every touch point within that journey interlinks and is understood. Yep. Um, and in terms of maybe silos within a business, so that obviously happens quite a lot, but it sounds like within monster, something's happened and something's driven mm -hmm. for everybody to, I suppose, hold hands, understand each other's meaning within that customer journey and where they can provide that extra support. And where I like to look at it is that everybody in the company is a part of the CX chain. Everybody plays a part, whether you're a receptionist in a building, to being a person on the phone, to a salesperson, no matter what the role, everybody plays a part around that whole customer experience. Would you then say that at Monster, there was a big change maybe at senior management level that allowed for this drive to focus on the customer experience? Um, I would say there was definitely a, an understanding of what we were trying to achieve in Brno, but you know, we had to first gain some successes, you know, to have that sort of credibility that, you know, with this idea, we believe that this is going to have an impact, but this is why. One of our kind of uh, key strategies with Brno was using data. Data is, uh, yeah, it's essential to our operation you know, not just for the day-to-day -day operational management of it, but also in planning and preparation, uh, you know, and getting that buy-in with the other functions that you're working with. Data is absolutely key. You know, it's, it's uh, the backbone of every discussion, every uh, decision. 
I'm not saying that, uh, you know, we are data driven, you know, but data led. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we use data, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're also people, you know, we, we, we use the data. Data generally will flag the green areas, the red areas where you need to look in, give you an indicator of where you should be going. But then it's also, then it's down to, you know, the, the people and the team. Um, go back to my number one, one thing about what we do with it. Uh, so how do we how do we translate that data into meaningful action that is actually going to either address a problem that it's highlighting or improve the overall experience of what you're trying to so what are you measuring in terms of voice of customer and voice of employee uh yep so voice of the customer we've got a few few things in place um uh, yeah as anyone would expect we've got our transactional service Uh, so upon the resolution of an interaction with with a customer we'll send out an invitation to complete our survey through that survey we're really trying to identify two things Um, one what was that specific interaction uh, like what was the experience like with the person that they spoke to Uh, and we will do that whether it's an inbound an outbound proactive or or reactive interaction Uh, we will then aggregate that up to give us a bigger picture but we're also um, we'll take that back down into coaching uh, and make sure that folks on the floor are are getting that feedback as well because it's absolutely important it's crucial yeah yeah um, they need to feel, you know, and, and I think, you know, one of the great things about the folks in Monster is, you know, everybody is absolutely willing to get feedback, you know, and, and they want to know what, what our customers are thinking. There's a really strong customer ethos uh, and, and you want your teams to be, you know, to be engaged, to care about, you know, what their customers think about them. Um, but the, the, the second thing that we're targeting is also, you know, kind of general feedback about their overall Monster experience. Uh, and we're capturing that through MPS. We've got the MPS question in the survey. But, you know, the way we look at it is, you know, that as MPS, it's captured on a set of customers who are indeed that. They're already monster customers, you know, and it's not just, um, you know, people from outside who are, who are non-monster customers. For that, uh, our marketing team, they will, they will capture uh, MPS in, in a different mechanism. So then, uh, of course, in addition to that, you know, we've got some quality uh, processes in place where we we're looking at the interactions or email or phone and, and seeing what we can what we can take out of that as learnings um, and, and then put that back into the voice of the customer. But um and, and I think now to make a bridge again to the voice of the employee is that, you know, in, in some respects as well, the voice of the employee is the voice of the customer as well, because, you know, they're, they're the biggest advocate for the customer. Uh, and it's absolutely, you know, imperative that we're giving employees the opportunity to give feedback on, you know, how they feel as, as part of the team, um, you know, their experience coming to work day in, day out. Um, but also giving them the, the mechanisms to um, give us feedback on how customers are feeling uh, that we can you know take action on. So that's great. And maybe you can build that into something else. So what you're talking about there is a little bit around, obviously, the employee engagement, which is your day-to-day running operational. They come to work, they get up. But then you've got, obviously, the employee experience, which is the utilization of the products that you guys are obviously selling. These guys are utilizing them day in, day out to obviously provide support. They need to know how to use the products. How do you gain that valuable feedback from that area? And maybe what do you do with that then to maybe enhance the products that you have? Yep. So, um, to be honest, we've we've tried quite a few mechanisms. Yeah, I don't think uh, anyone is perfect. You know, we've got quite a large employee base just in, in the Bruno office. It's also quite diverse. 
both in terms yeah, of, of culture, of backgrounds. Uh, and so there is no single way that's the, you know, the best way and the only way to collect that feedback. So, so we do try and yeah, create a few channels. We've, we've worked with focus groups, so where we pick a particular product or a particular topic or even a particular system or tool, um, and we make that the focal point of the meeting so that uh, folks can come, contribute, um, they understand what the topic is going to be about, so we're getting relevant people from the teams and um, they can come prepared and then they give the feedback it's then up you know we'll, we'll then cascade that and have conversations with the relevant teams if it's within our power to fix it you know within within our organization absolutely you know we'll, we'll roadmap it otherwise you know we'll we'll have those conversations again though what we always try and do is um cascade and, and build it up with a uh, data you know quantifiable tangible metrics of you know this is why we're saying it uh, and also this is what we think will happen if we follow through with this request. So what you do is you take a combination of the quantitative and qualitative data to obviously deliver a better experience per se. And in terms, I'm assuming that you close the loop so that if there is something there that you can change and it's coming from the employees or customers that you keep them informed. Yeah. I think the nature of our products, you know, is a lot of the customer feedback can actually be rectified there on the phone. You know, it's, uh, for example, a, a job, a job ad. The customer may be yeah, wanting to change some wording or, you know, the format of it. And that's something that immediately we can take action on. But of course, you know, there are some things that are going to need to be, you know, require a little bit more work. And so, yeah. So that, that's the roadmap. But you are a tech company, so I'm sure there's a lot of roadmaps yeah, there for you. Yeah. <laughs> And how would you say then from an employee aspect, you've been here 11 years in in Czech Republic, so there must have been a lot of changes in retrospect of the type of employees maybe that you were looking for at the beginning to where you are today. How would you say that that's changed retrospectively? Yeah. Do you know, I th- again, it's it's evolved with how Monster has evolved. It's evolved with how our products have evolved. But I think most importantly, it's evolved how we saw the customer's experience uh, should evolve. You know, and, and with every passing year, we've come become more more devoted to that su- support that we're, we're providing our customers. We operate on a support model within the the service delivery part of our business which is the product implementation taking that through once it's implemented provisions implemented taking it through making sure the customer's trained they know how to use the products then we're taking it into the usage and adoption stage so are they actually using the product they know how to use it but are they using it you know those are are two hugely different things uh then into performance you know once they're using it is it working for them and then of course you know through the entirety of their life cycle being available for for the customer um at any point where they can they can get in contact with us but so with that evolution away from how we started off as you know just taking a call taking an email and closing it you know we've also tried uh, or we've we've had to upskill our existing employees develop you know and give all career opportunities development opportunities but also when we're looking at bringing people in and adding having additions to the team you know it it needs to be also people with uh, that mindset of also not what we need today but you know where are we wanting where to going. be and you know are, are these are these the monsters yeah uh, uh, that, that so you are, are you hiring for looks <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that, you look scary enough so you're hired <laughs> thank you so uh, you could say that in terms of the candidate experience you've probably a looked and addressed that to, to bring in these type of people that would be more customer centric whereas maybe Absolutely. 11 years ago it, it was obviously service orientated yeah. but it's very transactional and, and yeah. now you also think when we sat out uh, sorry when we began it was a uh, more needs basis yeah. actually you know um, we needed a Dutch speaker 
you know, you had some CS experience, uh, spoke Dutch, then, you know, we, we were really, really interested. Uh, and, you know, now we do have a few scenarios in our own hiring process to make sure that, yeah, that person does have that mindset and they're going to be a really valuable addition to, to our team because the team that we have already, you know, is a fully committed uh, and really valued uh, part of the Monster, Monster family. And so everything that we do, we want to make sure we're building on, on success. Okay. Uh, and that comes to, to hiring, it comes to interaction, it's all, all parts. Brilliant. So how do you keep up to date with local and global customer experience trends? What's your approach there? By listening to you, of course. <laughs> Being what you should be again, good, good man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, again, it's, uh, it's it's multiple ways, isn't it? I, th- I think you know, it's it's first of all having a, an eagerness, uh, a willingness to actually go and and understand what's happening in the industry. Because again, and like I'd mentioned for other topics, you know, there's there's no there's not a specific place you can go where you'll one hundred percent be up to date with what's happening. Yeah, you know, it's 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 going to it's going to sites, it's doing your own research. It's yeah, it's uh, following companies such as your own and who's you know, leading the way in, in advocacy and consultancy, learning about what's happening. Um, yeah, conferences are another one, but also not just from conferences. You can read, even reading agendas of conferences gives you an idea of the flavor of the topics, um, which you can then go and explore on a little bit more. Um, but also I think it's just, uh, you know, keeping an eye open about what's happening uh, also in the world. You know, for example, uh, uh, looking at your own customer experiences, on a day-to-day basis, uh, when you're going into the coffee shop, when you're going into the supermarket, or are you going into the supermarket? Are you ordering through an app on on your tablet now? Your groceries, and you know what is that experience for you? Uh, and, and constantly thinking, you know, is there something in here that I could take and apply to to yeah. my own customer's journey? So yeah, so constantly evaluate, constantly looking, constantly searching. So is there any one company that you would name as leading the way in customer experience, maybe local or global? Um. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to say leading the way because I think most companies will go through a phase of, you know, sprinting, slowing yeah. down, sprinting, you know, and so there's this constant kind of overtaking. Uh, and, and I think the industry of, yeah, let's, let's say CX as an industry, the, the sort of the kind of bounce, uh, you get that bouncing of ideas, you know, the awareness and, and, and they keep pushing each other. I wouldn't say challenging or not always competing, you know, I think it's also okay to be inspired. Yeah, you know, by by other companies as well, and you know, not just see their their advancements as a threat. So looking for that inspiration there. But I think a really good example actually of uh, locally here, yeah, in the sea region is uh, Rothlich. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when Rothlich started out, you know, I think well, actually, my my first um, impression of Rothlich was that they, this they were exactly that they sold Rothlichs. <laughs> um, I remember seeing the van going about. Uh, just for the um, listeners, Rohalik is like a, a small bread. It's translated yeah, in, into Rohalik. It's, it's, it's a bread roll here, bread in, roll. here, here, in, here in Czech Republic. You know, and, and so that was my thought when I saw the vans driving about four, four years ago or three years ago. Whereas now, you know, we, we're using them on a regular basis. It's, a, it's an application. They're, they're super fast in the delivery. It's easy to order. They've got all the foods we like, you know, and it's a nice variety. It's got that freshness. Um, most recently as well, they've been adding in uh, also uh, recommendations of, you know, here's the meals, what you could prepare and ha- making it easy to add those ingredients to your shopping list. Uh, so it's some free endorsement there for Rolik. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I think that that's a really good example of a local 
local company, local to ZZ, who have started out but have really embraced, learned, they've probably learned quite a lot on that journey, um, taken on a lot of feedback. But now, you know, I feel that they they are pushing it. Uh, pushing new boundaries into not just it's not just about purchasing groceries in a supermarket you know they're actually making experience of uh, making it enjoyable enjoyable to, yeah, to, yeah. To, to cook your food no no i agree i concur there um i never used to use them and, and i do use them now especially if you need to do something else rather than be stuck in a shop so my wife uses it more than me i like to leave <laughs> the house but anyway so in, i suppose just to, to wrap up what's next for monster so uh, again, it's uh, it's building on you know what what we've already established. Um, you know, as a company, our, our our vision is to make every workplace happier and, and more productive, uh, including our own. And our mission is to, to transform the way employers and candidates find the right fit. You know, as as I mentioned, there's two sides to the monster business: there's our employers who are customers, um, people who are looking to hire. Uh, companies who are looking to hire and then you've got candidates who are who are searching for a job you know and, and monster you know we're we're in a great place where we can really deliver solutions that's going to help those parties connect and yeah essentially find the right fit for each other so if i was a candidate looking for a job where do i go to look for jobs on monster what what's the address Yep, monster.com. That will take you to our international site. From there, you can navigate to any of our any of our local sites. And of course, if you are local, uh, you know, with, with our monster.de or monster.france, um, you know, go and have a look. Uh, absolutely. Super. And if I wanted to come and work for Monster, you know, you guys obviously moving in the right direction. There's been a lot of changes as we discussed, and I'm sure you're still continuing to hire. So if anybody listening was interested in relocating and coming across into Monster Burno, where can they, they go to find yeah, more so, information? Uh, so there's monster.cz. If you go to monster.cz, you're going to find our op- list of open positions there, which will give you all the detail. You know, you should again see some video ads on there. So it's a nice new way of, of learning what we're doing. Um, but also we've got a career site, monsterbrunocareers.com. Uh, monsterbrunocareers.com. I'm sure you'll put it in the yeah, no, in, I've got the, all of this comments. information, guys. I'll put them in the notes because uh, he is Scottish and not everybody understands him. So I just want to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and you know, in, in, that, in that website, we, we've built to to give uh, candidates, you know, a real understanding of of what it's like to yeah to to be a monster. Okay, great. So, lastly, can you give me or give the audience the top three tips for people that are either just starting out in customer experience or maybe some individuals that are going through changes within a company who are now focusing purely on customer experience to enhance, I suppose, uh, the revenue streams as well as the employee experience. What would be your top three tips? Definitely number one is data. It's, it's a very quick it's a answer to give, yeah, but you know, data is, is going to empower you to understand what is happening so that you can you know, we challenge what, what's happening but make informed decisions about where you are going where you want to go yeah of course every company is going to have its, its vision of where it wants to be but uh, data is going to help you connect the dots of how to get there it will empower you not just yourself but your teams your peers uh, everyone around you to yeah to to know where you're going okay no it makes sense to, to understand obviously historically where you were to, to know where you need to go and tip number two so being able to translate that vision supported by data um, but into a very clear message that you can give to your teams 
because as I mentioned, you know, people are, are absolutely critical to the success, you know, and if the vision is unclear, if the reasons why you're doing what you're doing are unclear, if there's no tangible outcomes, there's no success measures, um, it's very difficult for, for people to get on board. Um, so I think having a clear message that will enable that, but then you also need to follow that up with investment. So I'm not just talking about monetary salary investment, but there is a, the time investment. There's a uh, development, there's training, there's coaching. You know, it's, a, it's an entire ecosystem that needs to be built, uh, an environment that needs to be fostered that people can excel in uh, and ultimately, you know, obviously help the company achieve it. But coming back to what we're here to speak about, that the customer really feels that they're on a, they're on a great journey, that they're having a wonderful experience. Great. And tip number three? Commitment. Uh, it's a, definitely a tough one and it's been mentioned quite a few times on the show. So for you, how would you define a commitment? Yeah, so commitment, you know, it's it's a tough journey. Absolutely. Uh, it's not without its challenges, even despite the best action plan. You, you need to be committed to providing an experience for your customer. You're going to have, you're going to have tough days. Uh, there's there's going to be months and weeks where you're derailed, where your, your focus, your attention is, is taken elsewhere. But you need to be committed to what your your vision is and be also committed to help teams your people to 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 get there um so yep embrace the adventure absolutely definitely is an adventure when it comes to customer experience it, it is a long a long term goal it's definitely something that's not short term there are short term hurdles that you can fix but in order to enhance that experience i mean you heard it here you've been here 11 years to go through that full journey it's taken some time till you're at a point where you are you know not only hiring for the right people now that you're embedding as you mentioned an, an ecosystem within monster Bono to allow the people to feel valued to then allow them to feel part of that journey to enhance the overall customer experience so because there's absolutely no way that you'll be able to or you'll struggle uh, at least to create an ecosystem for uh, an experience for a customer that's um, going to be super hard unless you build that ecosystem with within the walls okay so thank you very much um, thank you for your time here on the show again for everybody listening I will obviously provide all of the, the notes within that so people can follow up should they wish to I'll obviously include some contact details for Stephen himself as well to LinkedIn if anybody wants to reach out to him directly they can do so um, thank you for being what you should be really appreciate having you on the show Thank you, Dave. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure here. And I'm going to save the bit for last. So one of the things that I didn't mention was as part of our uh, evolution as a customer support team, we used a little bit of one of your mantras. So be what you should be, isn't it? So so recently, as a commitment to our customer experience journey, we've actually uh, we've, we've changed the name of our department. Uh, we've changed the, the titles of the teams and the personnel in the teams uh, in order to fit that as CX specialists uh, with our customer experience team. And, you know, and, and, and although we had the support model that would yeah, deliver against that, you know, we, we know that we need the interaction with other functions. You know, I think just also, you know, seeing yourself as a customer experience specialist, so be what you should be, you know, really helps to, to create that connection. So, um, so thanks. Thank you very uh, much. I'm blushing now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure being on. Um, yeah, hopefully we can do it again sometime in the future. Thank you very much. Take care.